Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. This is Writing Class Radio, and I'm Allison Langer, a student in the class, and today I'm your host. I'm Andrea Askowitz, the teacher of the class. Writing Class Radio is for people who love hearing true personal stories and want to learn a little bit about how to write their own stories. In this episode, I will share all the reasons why I've been taking writing class for seven years and why I love it so much. Andrea and I picked this theme because we both feel like life has gotten too busy, too scheduled, and way too serious. I watch my kids play with the neighbors, and they have so much fun. They don't care who people voted for. They don't spend hours composing an email so no one gets offended. They make up dance routines and music videos, or they watch YouTube and laugh. In writing class, we laugh. We disconnect from social media and from judgment. We share our most intimate and peculiar things and then cry or crack up, whatever the context requires. I look around after telling the group I had a one-night stand. I wait for them to judge me. But instead, I feel their compassion. They ask for more details, then offer suggestions so the second draft can be better. We bond through story and life experiences. I feel like a part of something, accepted, and I love that. This episode hopes to show the humorous side of writing class the goofy first draft silliness that appears when we can write as if nobody is listening. The students you will hear today responded to random prompts. I've selected the ones that made me laugh. Laughing is one reason I love writing class. We share all the things that make us weird and uncool, and we just laugh. Here's Misha Morrell, one of my favorite people, a fellow student who helped produce a few of our earlier episodes and who I wish would leave his teaching gig in Connecticut and get back to our class. Three days ago, I was in the car with my 61-year-old father, Thomas. It was Father's Day. My mother was out of town, so it was just us, just the boys. I came over and made him the good bacon for breakfast. Then we ate cherries and watched the Euro Cup. At the end of the day, we went for a drive. He likes to go for drives. I drove because he wanted to relax. He's always, he's always liked going for drives. He likes to watch the city go by from behind a window, comfortable in his little vehicle. We don't play any music, we just drive. It was a little rainy, I think, stormy. Hot as ever, muggy. We coasted along a pretty vacant Biscayne Boulevard. He started talking to me in a funny accent, pointing at an ad for a Toyota dealership. Do you like Toyota? My father loves jumping into funny accents. In his own head, he's as good at it as Peter Sellers or Sasha Baron Cohen. But it's tiring. I usually just ask him to get it over with. But it was Father's Day, so I went along. Jess, I love Toyota. (laughs) Where'd you from, he said. What do you mean? I said, I'm from this country. Ah, but you have an accent, he replied. 
So you just assume I'm from some other country? I am from here, I shouted. We're both facing forward, watching the city go by, fully immersed in our new roles as some fusion of an unidentifiable Belgian-Cuban person. I am from Cincinnati. He was like, do you have a pet? And I was like, yes. I have a little pussy. And he's like, what? I was like, yes, I have a little pussy cat. Why'd you ask me so many questions? And he was like, um, he's like, I am just curious. I want to know. I want to get to know you. I was like, why did you never been to Cincinnati? Yo no, 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 Cincinnati? And he was like, what? And I was like, you don't know Cincinnati? He's like, where's Cincinnati? I was like, Ohio. Do you know Ohio? Do you know Ohio? We did that for like 10 minutes. Like, you know Ohio? Do you know Cincinnati? I walked around for days trying to perfect the Misha Morel accent. Do you know no Cincinnati? Do you know Ohio? That's good. Well, anyway, I, then I gave up. Next up is Nikki Post. Nikki's told many stories on this podcast. Here's her response to the prompt, most humiliating secret, or in this case, what secret shit do you do that makes you feel weird and uncool? I do this thing where I clench my ass. Sometimes when I'm listening to music, I'll do it to the beat. When I drive, I'll do it as I pass by telephone poles. And when I'm just sitting around, I'll do it. One side and then the other. When I'm walking, I'll do it. It's like this tick I can't stop doing. Even as I sit here typing this, I'm doing it. Not all the time, but it'll just happen. One side and then the other. I take, I time it with each keystroke or perfectly, or perfectly land on the period. I worry it makes me walk funny sometimes. The only person I ever told before was my freshman year roommate in college. We were like instant best friends from the first second we met each other in person. Maybe because on the phone we thought we'd hate each other. I thought she was a nerdy color guard writer. She thought I was a butch athlete. But when we met, we fell in love like best friend soulmates. I told her one night, probably sitting on the bottom bunk bed, probably talking about boys, probably talking about doing dumb drunk things. I don't know why I told her and I don't know what we were talking about, but I told her. And she said, yeah, sometimes you walk funny. That's why. I've always done it. I don't remember when it started or why, but in fourth grade, I was sitting in an assembly and Tyrone Anderson was sitting behind me. I heard him laughing. I was wearing this t-shirt with a small neon yellow fish that's getting eaten by a bigger neon green fish. And from the other direction, a neon pink fish has an open mouth that's about to eat the green fish. And again, on the opposite side is an even bigger neon blue fish that's going to eat the pink fish. I heard Tyrone laughing and he was telling other people and other people were laughing. And I knew they were laughing at the neon ocean on my back, but I knew the attention was on me. And there I was, sitting cross-legged, and I couldn't sit still. I wanted to clench. The right and then the left. I can't remember if I did it or not, but I remember trying not to. The attention was on me. And what if their laughter turned from the fish to my ass? Sometimes, when I'm getting dressed in the morning, I'll do it. I'll turn around and look in the mirror, and I'll clench. I need to see if it's obvious or how obvious because I don't want anyone to notice, but I think it gives me a great ass. It's a lot of exercise. Nikki Pose does have a great ass. I'm going to start clinching. I'm clinching right now. I'm I want to Nikki. Are you clinching? I'm clenching. Okay. <laughs> You're sitting. How are you clenching? I'm clenching. All right. 
Recently, I was standing in my kitchen with um, a friend of mine, Robert, who's a big sweater. Like, he loses 10 pounds socializing outside in the Miami summer. Or inside, if the air isn't below 70 degrees. We were on the way out to dinner, and I was hoping to eat outside somewhere. We live in Miami, and we only get a few days of winter. It was in the 70s. Winter. I figured he'd be safe. Robert nixed that idea before we even left the house. So we sat inside. We had Indian. It was spicy. By the end of dinner, Robert was drenched. Sweating is his thing. Robert says I do this thing with my fingers when I talk, like for emphasis, like a mime. But I'm not silent, unfortunately. I also have things I don't discuss, although apparently these podcasts give me the courage to discuss everything. Like I, okay, here's one. Like I love to have sex in public, not like public with with actual people watching, but more like open places where I could possibly get caught. I haven't gotten caught, but the thought excites me. People watching could be kind of fun. Am I alone in this? Totally alone. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) that's a partner, a good partner. So supportive. Uh, Another thing I do is fart, not loudly, but really stinky. Again, alone. What? Now you're denying. All right. Stop butting in. Um, Okay. So another thing I do is fart, not loud, but really stinky. And then I try to pass the farts off on the dog or my neighbor on the plane. I've gone so far as to scrunch my face and wave my hand in front of my nose and look at the guy next to me. Like, who do you think you are farting in this tight place? That reminds me, if you haven't seen the video by Taryn Southern, I think I farted, you need to do that immediately. I love that woman. And thanks to Taryn, I feel completely normal. Another reason I love writing class. Hearing other people's shit makes me feel normal. I think I farted. I think I farted. Okay, at the end of class one day, we had five minutes left and Andrea wanted to fill the space. So she threw out the word fart. Okay, but before we go to the first response, which is mine, I want to warn my dad if he's figured out how to work the podcast app to skip this one. Or if you're currently dating me, considering dating me, dated me in the past, or even if you've just seen me naked, or even if you've just passed me in the hall, trust me, you don't want to hear this. Everything makes me fart. I've cut out raw kale, Brussels sprouts, and broccoli. Still, every time I eat something, anything, I get gas. Right now, I'm squeezing my butt cheeks together so I don't blow up this room. (laughs) (laughs) There are nine of us in here, so maybe I could get away with it. The worst is during sex. In anticipation, I starve, starve myself. But when my stomach is empty, it cramps up, bloating me. My kids will say, Mom, you look pregnant. So during sex, if I feel one coming on, I face my ass out, away from his face. Or if he's going down on me, I reposition and squeeze my butthole. (laughs) That's a lot to think about while I'm trying to relax and have an orgasm. (laughs) If by chance he's he's still there in the morning. Waking him up with a loud fart or the first dreaded pee of the morning, which always leaves with a toot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So now that everyone listening knows that about me, it's highly unlikely I will ever get laid again. Here's Diego Saldana Rojas, one of our audio guys, and a student in the class with his response to the prompt, fart. Last time I farted, before I got here, on the train, in the car, I don't know, I make it a point to fart everywhere. I've trained in the art of the silent fart since childhood. I squeeze my abdomen, anus, and ass cheeks with the scale and focus of an eighth-degree black belt, splitting a block of wood. I am the U.S. Navy SEALs of farting, silent, deadly, and stone-faced. Like any good seal, I am multifaceted and also the urban ninja of public urination. <laughs> I tried to laugh. I'm a public pissing pro and proud of it. Once, I pissed on a Chicago train platform as the train was approaching. No one noticed. I'd tell you about my public pooing skills, but that information has yet to be declassified. <laughs> Okay, and now Chaplin, a student in the class and a regular on the podcast. Growing up, my mother would take my whole family to Buddhist temple and homestead. I loved going as a child. It felt so far away from suburbia, out in the middle of nowhere. I remember the ground being covered in dusty white rocks and fields of vegetables that seemed endless. I remember the monks covered in orange and the other Thai families that were around. But what I remember the most was the amazing spread of Thai food that the temple goers would bring to feast on and share with the monks. Papaya salad was my favorite. Shredded green papaya with dried shrimp, lime juice, chili peppers, and peanuts. My mother always said, make sure you eat that with rice. I knew why she was telling me this, but instead I decided to ignore her. On the drive home, we passed the fields and my stomach began to rumble. My mom was in the car, my two sisters, and my aunt Tippy. I had to fart. When I did, Something else happened. Something came out, and it was an air. Crap, I just shit my pants. Next, Nikki Post finally admits she farts. I was 16, in the backseat of Paul Rivers' car. It was white, something sporty. Josh Eberl was in shotgun. We weren't driving, just sitting in the parking lot. It was Halloween weekend, so the air was dry and getting cold. Cold enough, we should wear jackets, but it hadn't snowed yet, so nobody wanted to. We went to some Halloween horror night haunted house thing. We were probably 15 people. They were friends I had known since middle school. They were friends I had known since middle school, but none of them were really friends. We got drunk, which made things easier. I was laughing and remember thinking that I meant it, and I farted. It wasn't loud, but it vibrated. The kind of vibration you know made a sound if the music wasn't so loud, so nobody heard it. <laughs> Josh rolled down the window in the same moment that Brad and Reese was walking by, and all at once, they asked who farted. <laughs> they were guys, honest. They admitted it wasn't them. They asked me, and I denied it. They knew it was me, <laughs> but this is the first time I've ever admitted it out loud. <laughs> Misha Morell is up again next. He tells us about a trip he went on with his girlfriend. 
Just like me, traveling always brings out the farts in Misha. It's the altitude and the food and the tight spaces. Really, it's a real thing. HAFE, high altitude flatus expulsion. According to Wikipedia, HAFE is a gastrointestinal syndrome which involves the spontaneous passage of increased quantities of rectal gas at high altitudes. It has to do with external pressure, the gas in the body and the atmosphere. In order to relieve the pressure, you have to fart. I tested this out with a brand new boyfriend back in 2003. My boyfriend back then was this guy named Nick. We'd only been dating for a month or so, but we decided to take a ski vacation in Colorado. On the first night before bed, I heard Nick in the bathroom farting. It was disgusting. Wet, loud, diarrhea, and gas. And that was it. I couldn't touch him after that. I could barely look at him. Skiing sucked. Dinner sucked. The whole vacation was a best. I'm sorry if you're listening, Nick. Up next, Misha reveals his experience with Haif. Danielle and I were on our awesome trip to Vietnam. Her dad hooked us up with his stacked British air, airway miles. And we took them and did the Thailand-Cambodia-Vietnam trip for a month. Our flight out of Vietnam after our trip stopped in Singapore, where I found an incredible food court. Danielle got some bag of nuts and a water or some shit, and I got a big pork bun, and it was delicious. Soft, dumpling dough and creamy pork. Then we stepped onto the airplane and I farted for 12 hours. <laughs> the whole way back to Paris. It started with this bubbling in my gut and then everyone on the plane was starting to go to sleep and it got all cozy and dark and Danielle passed out on my shoulders. I woke up, I woke her up so I could take a fart break in the bathroom. I locked myself in there and nothing came out. <laughs> I thought it was just one of those fleeting gas things, stomach shit. So I went back to my seat and got Danielle to nestle her head back on my shoulder. And she was so cute, passed out, her mouth kind of open, glasses askew. I loved her like that. And then the pain came back <laughs> and the most violent, stinky dog farts just slipped <laughs> out over and over. Next up is Andrea Askowitz. This is one of my favorite Andrea stories because it tells us something about Andrea's character back when she was 13 years old. Andrea is the teacher of our class, but she also tells stories and responds to the prompts. We love to rip her stories apart, her being the teacher and all. I was sitting in fourth period social studies. It was right after lunch, seventh grade, our Vita junior high. I felt my stomach seize up. I felt my face get hot. My eyes watered a little. I just let it out slowly. I lifted up the tiniest bit. Bam! Ricocheted off the plastic chair and off the walls and ceiling. The kids in front turned around. The kids to, the, to my right looked left. The kids to my left looked right. My mistake? I just th sat there, caught. I didn't look around. 
Haven't farted since. <laughs> <laughs> So after Andrea's done, we're not supposed to comment on Andrea's life, only how to make the situation into a great story. But I couldn't help myself. What kind of child doesn't lie when blamed for a fart? I said, what's wrong with you? I can't believe you didn't instinctively know to look around. That's just not normal. Okay. Hi, this is Andrea, and I'm butting in here because I'm here in the studio. And um, it's true, you're not really supposed to comment when your story is up. But um, I kind of want to defend myself. Except the problem is, I really can't. Because um, the way I acted when I was 13, it, it's kind of just one of my things. Like that's your, just, your thing? I mean, you... That's one of my, yeah. It's a thing. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't react. I know it's not normal in terms of, like, fart culture. Like, I should have. I should have looked around. But I couldn't. What does that say about your character? Um, it says that I have a big problem, and um, my problem is um, denial. That's I don't know. You don't What's know how problem? to deny. I, I really don't. Denial. You're in denial that you're a denialist. No, I'm not in denial. I I can't. I can't deny a fart. I can't. I can't deny anything. You know what? I I know. I'm saying like, okay, there's something wrong with me because like, so Nikki, like, she denied. You denied. Like, what does that mean about you? What is that? I'm a liar. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would say. I'm not a liar. <laughs> I'm so curious. Were you worried about what people thought of you? Like, oh my God, these people are going to yes, say I farted? I, yeah, I knew they knew it was me. I was sitting there. It was like the loudest, biggest. I don't remember if it smelled, but probably did. I mean, it was a bad moment. And so what happened after? I, I, nothing. I, we, class. Did everyone make fun of you later? Like, were you the farting girl? No, I didn't turn into the farting Andrea, girl. Andrea, the farting dog? I don't think so. Not Nothing happened. There were no consequences. Maybe I blocked it out. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's all I remember. I don't know, because when I was, like, back in elementary school, like, I would have not let you get on. I would have been, like, calling you the farter. I was mean. I was a mean girl. <laughs> you would have been Andrea. I'm really glad you weren't in my class. Fart queen? Yeah. Ooh, there's that stinky girl. And then I would have gotten a t-shirt made, and it would have said fart. Like, I don't and know. And you would have been proud of it? No, but that's how I would have handled it. I would have, like, I would have owned it. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's weird. So this is the funny side of writing class. There's another reason I love writing class, and that is the way writing and writing class helps me work through hard stuff. We'll discuss writing as therapy on a future episode. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Writing Class Radio. We hope you've enjoyed sitting in on our writing class. If you'd like to participate in a real writing class, visit our website for options all over the world, including our Miami workshops offered every other month. If you'd like to participate now, here's the prompt for this episode. Write about a time when you felt free and happy. Write for 10 minutes, record what you wrote into the voice memo of your phone, and send it to us at info at writingclassradio.com. Your response could air on this podcast. Writing Class Radio is produced by Andy Benoit, Andrea Askowitz, and me, Allison Langer. Theme music by Daniel Correa. Additional music by Taryn Southern. And some other royalty-free sound. Writing Class Radio is sponsored and recorded at the University of Miami School of Communication. There's more writing class on our website. 
writingclassradio.com. Study the stories we study and listen to our craft talks. If you don't like the prompt I just gave you, pick one of the daily prompts from our website or follow us on Twitter at WRTG Class Radio. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network.